Hey babe, are you coming to bed? Hey babe, you left your dishes here again. Ah, uh, why is your alarm going off so early again? I can't wait to see you later. Let's invite your mom over for hey, dinner this weekend. Put on the kettle. Babe, we haven't had sex in four months. <laughs> I love you. I love you. This is Rainbow Pajamas, a podcast sharing stories from around the world of long-term LGBTQ plus relationships from five years to more than 50 years. You'll hear personal details from our guests about how they met, what they fight about, their sex lives, to practical matters such as having kids, financial planning and retirement. We'll also discuss controversial topics like exclusive versus open relationships, polyamory and marriage. Hi everyone! Today's episode features a pansexual triad who lives in Ontario, Canada. Tessa and Sam met initially at a fetish party and got married after dating for a few years. Meanwhile, Thierry was friends with Sam before Tessa and Sam met, but joined the relationship after they got married. He now spends several days a week with Tessa and Sam and is even in their wills. Everybody in this relationship had a previous marriage, which could be considered more conventional, but they all found the current form of relationship much happier and suitable for them. In this episode, the triad talk about how their relationship gradually transitioned from friendship to a romantic love and how they each opened their minds to the concept of a polyamorous relationship. They also discuss sex and sexualities and give the lowdown on what is necessary to make a triad work, how to manage jealousy and how to deal with being in a relationship that is considered unconventional. Tessa was raised in a very religious family and she describes how she keeps a healthy distance from her family members who are not supportive. Having a romantic relationship with more than one person surely comes with its own unique challenges, but does that create more opportunities and freedom? Rainbow Pajamas is a podcast that features diverse relationships in the LGBTQ community in various forms and with people from all sorts of backgrounds. We're so excited for you all to hear from this happy pansexual triad, Sam, Tessa and Thierry. Hey folks, how are you guys doing? Hello, how are you? Hey! Hey, how are you today? Very good. Well, so today we're very special. We have three guests joining us. They're actually all in the same room, but then they're calling from three different devices just for sound quality purposes. But where are you guys based right now? We are in Hamilton, in Canada. Well, so uh, uh, Sam and Tessa live in Hamilton, and I live in Niagara Falls. Okay, so it's very close to Niagara Falls in Ontario. Yeah, about 45 minutes. Okay, that's wonderful. Is it a small town? But Hamilton? Yeah. Hamilton is just outside, uh, it's outside Toronto, it's about uh, 45 minutes from Toronto. It's about 600,000 population. So it's a good sized city. Okay, got it. Got it. Sorry for my ignorance. I have not heard about that, but it's, it's a decently sized population. <laughs> and do you guys all live together? No. Well, we're with two. We're with each other so much that it kind of feels like part-time we live together and part-time Kitty lives on his own. <laughs> yeah, I've got my own place in Niagara Falls and I come to see them here or they come to see me in Niagara Falls. Okay, got it. So we've got a triad here and then is it Sam and Tessa live together but Thierry yeah. lives separately live, but come yes. over quite often. Yeah. How often do you come over? Uh, I come at least once a week. 
for, for two or three days. And sometimes uh, I come for two two days and they come to see me also for one day. So we see we see each other like uh, three or four times a week. Oh, that's that's amazing. And that's where good. are you guys from? Are you all like grow up and born and raised in Canada? No. So for my part, I was born and raised in France. And I start traveling until I came to Canada. Sam? Uh, actually, I was uh, I was born in uh, Baghdad, Iraq. Uh, I was raised there and I lived in different places. And I came to Canada about 32, 31 years ago. And I was born and raised here in Canada. Got it. Wow. So we've got a pretty diverse relationship. We've got, you know, different genders, different sexualities and different nationalities and cultures all in Canada and we've got different ages as well you mentioned yeah, to me that you guys have actually got a pretty big age gap how old yeah. is everyone if you guys don't mind me asking it's how old I'm I'm 32 and I will be 57 in 10 days and I'm already I'm already 63 oh well ha- early happy birthday to Sam thank you and, and how long have you guys been dating We've been, we started, uh, all three of us, uh, end of 2017, I would say. So it was just, it was four years together in November. Um, and then Sam and I have been together. It'll be nine years in March. Okay, got it. And Sam and Tessa, you guys are married, right? Yeah. 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 Got it. And then Thierry joined about four years later. A little, a little anecdote, I say. I know Sam for a long time. Oh, okay. Sam, Sam was with his at a restaurant in Niagara Falls. And uh, Sam uh, was um, one of my customers. So I met Sam with his previous wife. Okay. And, yes, uh, I'm, I'm Sam's third wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He doesn't love very fast, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So Thierry knows Sam for eight, ages ago. Yeah, about 13 years. 30 Just years. as a customer. Was it like 13, one, 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 three? One, three, yeah, one, three. Yeah. Oh, right. Got it, got it. Actually, it started as a, as, a, as a customer that would love to have a French cuisine. And I used to go to his place at least once a week. I see. And then Tessa, you know, came to Sam's life later and then Thierry yeah. got to meet yeah. her. And then they liked the restaurant. They came together and they decided to have their um, wedding at my restaurant. Titi did oh. our wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So I hate, I hate doing wedding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm way better for divorce actually. If somebody just I sent a little advertising just now, like if you are ready to plan a divorce party, good. The restaurant is the best place. <laughs> well, yeah, it's less complicated, <laughs> right? <laughs> but anyway, so I accept. I accept because they were my friend to do to do their wedding, and it was an amazing wedding. It was very good. That's amazing. Well, you knew maybe you knew that you were gonna get involved in the relationship later. No, not at all. <laughs> Just <laughs> uh, invite yourself into that party early on. Uh, I didn't, I didn't nothing at all. Actually, we are far away from that. Actually, it, it was very, it was very funny how our relationship actually came about. Yeah. It was not, it was not planned or expected, um, yeah. at all. <laughs> Got it. And Tessa, how did you meet Sam? Oh, tell us, tell us. Uh, that's a very good part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 good, good, good. Tell, tell us. Sam and I actually met at a fetish party. It was my second fetish party, and it was his first at with this particular location. And for me, it was just a. I'm a very, very curious person, and for me, it was 
something that was really new and something I had never really, you know, explored before, but I tried to keep an open mind. And uh, so I ended up, we, we both knew the host and at the party, we, we hit it off and, uh, and he asked for my number from the host and the host asked me if I was willing to get in touch with him. And I said, yes. And uh, that's how it started. And we just started messaging each other and the rest kind of went from there. Wow, that's a very unique story. And, <laughs> and if you don't mind me asking, like, because I, I don't know too many fetish parties. Was it like an LGBTQ fish party or was it like geared towards say heterosexual people was that i don't think there was a there wasn't really um a specific audience like that it's more like people who are into the bdsm community or who were into some kind of fetish whether you were lgbtq or heterosexual it didn't matter it was open to all got it interesting do you bring some of the gears to your wedding as well that, that uh, to do with it. I don't know. Was that there? <laughs> no, no, we didn't. We didn't have anybody um, there at our at our wedding particularly. Uh, mm. I do have some friends that are bisexual that were present, but um, no, like we had a, a lot of. It was a very very small intimate wedding uh, with mostly family. I see. And uh, my side of the family is quite religious they they actually don't know about tt uh, about teary and uh and you know it's just uh kind of one of those things to keep the peace um you know everybody has different families and different kinds of complexity in their life and i mean if if they asked me or they found out about teary i wouldn't hide it or or try to not talk about it but i also um you know like i'm not we're not hiding but I don't need to advertise it to them yeah. and, and add any complexity to, to my yeah. life if, if I don't need to. Got it, got it. That makes sense. So you guys met earlier in the fetish party and it started the relationship there first. Yeah. And then later, you know, I guess like Sam brought you to Thierry's restaurant and then later you guys became, uh, you know, a triad. Yeah. Yeah. How, how yeah. did you guys grow into that form of relationship? Because I imagine, how do you even propose that would be working and then, you know, Thierry would be interested in that as well? Well, it's, it's actually quite interesting because we, while we started <laughs> off as customers in Thierry's restaurant, um, you know, we became friends quite quickly and we just started you know, Thierry started inviting us to, you know, some of the, the staff family kind of events, you know, we would, um, you know, Sam and I always had this rule, we went to a party, because we've always, uh, I knew um, Sam when we met, had been a swinger with his previous wives. And, and we had met at a fetish party. So we, we had kind of an, we didn't have an open relationship, but we had an open mind to, to play. And, and so we would always discuss on our way to a party, you know, and make up ground rules that we were both comfortable with. And one of those rules were that we were free to explore um, anything we wanted at a party, except for sex. There was, you know, we had a, an agreement, you know, you could kiss, you could touch, you could play, um, but no, no sex, no intercourse of any kind. Um, and so at one of those parties, Thierry and I kissed and we had uh, a connection and, and Sam and I 
talk about everything with each other, which is, you know, part of, you know, the, the success of our relationship. Um, and so I told Sam that I had a connection with Thierry and it surprised me, but I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, our triad getting together is, is all thanks to Sam. Sam was the one who, who initiated. So maybe you want to talk about that, babe. Uh, I think you are way better than me in talking about that. Sam <laughs> <laughs> making that bad, but he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I think part of that was like, Sam always wanted to have a, a threesome with two women, but I, um, I wasn't really interested in that. Not that I was like opposed, but I, I, I never was really into women, uh, you know, um, at least back then. And, and so I think he thought if he brought another man in first and, and had a threesome with another man that maybe I would be more open to reciprocating with another woman. Um, and so he knew I had a connection with Kiri and one night, several years ago, he just invited Terry over and we kind of partied together. There may have been some, uh, some alcohol and other things involved <laughs> that, uh, we got a little bit relaxed and, and then we, we tried to have something with the three of us and it went horrible. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was actually really bad. It was bad. And the relationship is still going strong. How's that yeah. possible? Well, well, we were good friends. We were really, really good friends yeah. at that point. And we had already been friends for um, like four or five years at that point. And so we weren't willing to jeopardize our friendship. Um, and, and like I said earlier, I think one of the strengths that all of us bring is we have really strong communication and we knew that's the I only way also, to kind also, of... I will say mm -hmm. that uh, we're all very curious. And it's not because we experience something that doesn't work that we're going to not talk to one another anymore. So the, the next time they came and see me at the restaurant, it was like, nothing happened. It was like, like we, we, we are not, I don't, I don't know for, for Tessa and Sam, but for me, I was not, um, I knew it was not a good experience, but I was still like, uh, it was an experience. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I think the communication is really important. And I know it is such a cliche, but then I think a lot of people don't get it uh, and uh, to really ma <coughs> sorry, master to okay. communication between the people. Um, if I don't, uh, maybe I should actually clarify a bit earlier. How do you guys identify yourself in the spectrum of, in the LGBTQ spectrum? Oh, we've talked me. about this a lot <laughs> i think we're still uh i don't know about you guys like but for me my my sexuality is evolving uh i used to identify as purely heterosexual and over the the last few years i realized that that wasn't exactly true and if i had the right um emotional connection with someone that you know, uh, sexual interest seem to seem to follow in, in, in certain areas. So I, I think I identify now more as pansexual. What about, what about you guys? What are you, where are you? Uh, for me, for me, well, you know, you know, I stand, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm heterosexual to start with, but um, I'm, I'm also curious. He was converted. 
I'm not going to admit I'm curious. And I know the best way to experience is with people you love and you know they love you, right? So that's that's how I am, you know. I'm, I'm, I don't put I don't put like a thing that oh, I would never do this, I would never do that. I, I think it's like um, it's all about love, discovery. Well, only one life. I just want to enjoy it. You are French. And you enjoy it with people you love. You are French. You are stubborn. It took us so much time to convert you and bring you on the right track. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm on the right track by you, but I'm there. Well, what about you, Sam? Yeah. I'm, uh, uh, I can't say to you I'm hetero. I'm, I'm uh, more I'm a pansexual with a preference of uh, females. Got it. So you guys are all pretty open-minded at this stage. Yes. Has it always been like that or has it evolved over time? And at what age did you actually figure out that you okay. were pansexual I'm, I'm, or curious? I'm going to talk first. I've been married for 30 years before. Well, not married for 30 years, but I was one person for 30 years that was very not curious. And the, the sex was uh, not that we didn't have lots of sex, but it, it was boring. <clears throat> so I, I've been open to new things. It's, it's as simple as that. It's like and uh, being with Sam and Tessa and the, uh, the gentle approach and the, the very loving way, very caring way, make you open your mind, you know? It's like, it's like traveling, you know? If you want to know some other people, if you want to be less racist, you have to travel and to try to start understanding other culture. And that will open your mind. You will say, yeah, we're, we're really our old brother. We just live in a different way. That's it. And that's what I love about it. It's like, uh, for us, it's all about love. We can fight, we can bicker, we can disagree. But it's always based on, we have a very big thing of love in the middle. And we always make it work. We don't, we are not forced to be together. We just Amazing. do it because we love one another. Yeah. So the and, love and, and the communication, uh, we're holding all of you together. What about yeah. you, Tessa? Uh, I, I was, um, like I mentioned, I was raised extremely religiously. So the, the concept of me being in a relationship like this 20 years ago was not even anywhere on the radar. 20 years? So I was I was married ten, 10 years, 10 years ago, but, but like if someone told me as a teenager that as an adult I'd be with two men and I'd be interested in women to a degree, I would have thought they were crazy. With two um, older men. Two yeah. older men, and you know what, and two older men and they are both bald. <laughs> And I think too that I was married before as well, and it didn't it didn't work out. Um, it didn't work out, and I, after that point, I, I didn't think I would ever be interested um, in in another relationship, or let alone anything like this. But then I I met some individuals in in the fetish community who were just normal people and it really opened my mind to the fact that they're like having other sexual preferences didn't mean you weren't normal and that everybody has something that works for them and and it can be as simple as that it doesn't have to be um complicated you know we can keep it simple <laughs> And so uh, that's why I realized that there was things worth exploring sexually, 
And it didn't make me weird. It didn't make me abnormal. It didn't make me anything other than a curious person who was willing to explore something that wasn't average. And I've never been average in my entire life. And I was, uh, I evolved to not wanting to be average in my sexual life either. That's incredible. So it's really an evolution of interest in terms of like your sexuality, your sexual interests, and also the type of men or women or people that you're interested in. What about you, Sam? Like, did you know it much earlier on? Actually, yeah, it started, I would say, over over 20 years ago. I started with that uh, with with my first uh, first <laughs> wife. We started to explore explore different things as swinging and uh, having uh, friends uh, 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 on, on a, uh, as a friends with, with some sexual benefits. And uh, it started from there and it, it uh, developed uh, over the years. Got it. And then did you always knew that you were pansexual. Uh, actually, at the beginning, I thought I'm more uh, bisexual, but uh, it, it, it's but uh, through uh, uh, different experiences, through different people, I, I'm 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 uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm, uh, I'm more convinced I'm I'm uh, pansexual because I don't I, uh, I I I prefer I prefer to have uh, to have uh, sexual relations with the people I'm 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 uh, I'm friends with or I'm in love with or they are. Uh, in my life for uh, a, a reason and so forth. Well, that's interesting because both of you mentioned, I think Tessa and Sam, that you are interested in somebody sexually when you have developed a connection with them. So how did you and Sam actually develop that connection? Because meeting someone in a sex party is not usually the party or place where you get to know somebody in detail about their lives, or at least that's to my impression or experience. Like you might but, kind of have that mode in your mind that, you know, this is for sex or fun, and then you're not actually in the mode to actually learn about that person's background and interests and values. Still, How did that kind of click, kick off for you guys? It's still like... if. Like, uh, uh, I would give you an example, like uh, it happened with my uh, ex-wife that we met uh, 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 a couple in a, in, a, in a party. We didn't have sex with them uh, like in the like in first night. We went out for uh, dinner. We were we went out to do things. Then then we we uh, 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 spent time with them and we uh, we uh, tried. Uh, uh, different things and it, it, it went from there into uh, asexual so it when 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 it started it didn't start uh, as uh, sexual from the first uh, minute it it it, uh, it uh, took it took uh, a week or so or even uh, or even about uh, two weeks to to uh, to get into that uh, stage Tessa, is there something that you want to share as well yeah i, I just like to, to further what Sam said, like that first night we got together at the fetish party, like we didn't actually have sex. The the, the fetish parties we went to, at least, um, like if you wanted to have sex, there, there was a place to go do it. But that wasn't really the theme of those parties. They were more educational. They were put on by a local mistress who wanted to provide an avenue for people who were new to um, the fetish world to be able to explore uh, and learn how to do different things um, safely 
feeling feeling safe, feeling like there was no pressure. Um, and so she would set up devices or uh, demonstrations um, and she owned a fetish store. So when I went to the event as a new person into the community, I felt pretty safe because it was kind of um, told to me as almost like an educational fetish party, not necessarily a place where like, you know, like a sex club. It was not like that at all. Uh, I remember the very first party I went to, um, you know, she she taught people how to do wax dripping and and why people might find that pleasurable and did demonstrations and allowed us to try it out if we wanted to. And and that's really why I even went to the second party, because it, it was really interesting for me to be able to to see, you know, why people liked this kind of play, you know, what it what it did for people and 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 to see that there were such a variety of people at these events um, that it really could be for anybody. And it really opened my mind in a way that I had never experienced in my life before and, and gave me a lot more confidence to explore because I had such positive experiences the first couple times around. And so I think for me and Sam, like, it, you know, was much more like a, like any other event, you know, there wasn't sex involved you know we didn't even like there was a little bit of play because Sam and I were were exploring but I it wasn't even really that sexual nature he, he gave me a massage that was pretty much it at our at our first time we met he gave me a massage and uh, he was just super nice it was just almost like meeting someone at a bar with like a little bit of extra on the side and uh and then you know I was very intrigued by him Sam is a very uh mysterious man to most people when they meet him for the first time and and it was no different for me and then uh I was just interested to get to know him more and and it and so in that sense it really did start kind of like any traditional relationship so it's like you're exploring your interests and you went to a place and an opportunity and a party to really learn about that interest and then you actually just got to meet somebody over there and get to know that person over time. So it wasn't like you're going there to go after a relationship or trying to meet somebody who had the same sexual interests or personal No, interests. it was completely accidental in our case. <laughs> got it. And then when you met Thierry too, like there was no plan behind it, right? It's probably just None. a friendship and then, and then it turned to a different um, relationship. I'm sure there was a plan. That doesn't seem like Thierry agree. It sounds like Sam planned it. <laughs> they always blame me for everything. No, I, I, love, I love those guys. You know, the thing is like, uh, it's more than sex. And uh, I think people will imagine uh, very often. It's like, uh, at the end of the day, sex is always a very little part of your life, right? Uh, but uh, you have really to, uh, to have to understand, you have to appreciate, you have to, uh, to comprehend the people you are live with. What's the love? What's uh, <clears throat> what's the interest? And I think we we manage that pretty well because we are uh, we're still together after four years, and lots of people always told me that ah, it's not going to so we are going to be hurt and all that. I've been hurt way more in single relationships that I've been with Sam and Tessa. We have a relationship that's very very different. We're very very open. If something bothers us, we talk about it right away. We will fight or if something, but it's always like. Everything is on the table. We have no problem with that at all. And that's a, that's a very big plus for us. We don't categorize ourselves. 
and I, I hate categorization because the way you behave with certain person would be, for me anyway, different with the way you would behave with the other people, you know? Uh, Tessa is a very, Tessa is a nurse. She's somebody who is very caring. She's very smart. We can have deep conversation. We can have live conversation. But we can have amazing sex. And all that together is like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm with the best people. Same with Sam. We have a deep conversation. We have sex. Sometimes it does. Yeah, it's, it's like, I think we are very open, very free of what we do. But at the end of the day, we really appreciate and love one another. And that's what it is. That's what I think yeah. it is. That's amazing. And how, you know, I love to hear from the others as well. Like when you, you know, I think a lot of people in the LGBTQ community, meeting yeah. someone to start a relationship is already hard. Not to mention like meeting two people and figuring out, okay, this try it could work. It is not other. It is not other. It just depends on who you are with. I think my, 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 uh, my life with my ex-wife was way more difficult for me uh, because we couldn't talk about it. It was very... Uh, it was very way more difficult for me. My my life with my other wife was my ex-wife, uh, just because of that. Because she was very uh, obtuse, very close to everything, uh, not open to anything. Not that I bring anything to my ex-wife. I never cheated on my ex-wife. <clears throat> I I, I, uh, I uh, split with my ex-wife. I divorced my ex-wife like uh, several years before I met uh, Samantha. And uh, so it, it doesn't have to do with that. I think I think people are ready. That's been said over and over and over again. But if in your life you don't have, don't accumulate bitterness and ready to love, I mean, the more generous and the more love you give, I think the more you receive at the end of the day. That's, 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 I, that's, I that's think typical. That's the thing, I think that you'd really touched on the, on the point here is that um, I think when people are, are looking for a relationship, uh, sometimes they overlook what is actually important in a relationship. And, and that is, finding someone that you can connect with um, as much as a lover as you can as a friend. You know, we, it, it, like part of the glue that holds our relationship together, the three of us, is that we're, we're very generous people in our, in our spirit, in, in, in how we interact with other people. You know, we're willing to, to, to make the first step we're willing to, to, to be generous first. And, and you know, sometimes that, that's led to us being taken advantage of, but a very small amount of the time. And some people are so afraid of being willing to give of themselves because they're scared others are gonna hurt them or take advantage of them. But love requires courage. You cannot find love without risk. And you have to be willing to put yourself out there and, and lay who you are on a plate, essentially. If you, if you really wanna find someone who loves you for you and who's, who can handle all the aspects of your personality and, and you have to be willing to be generous with your love, with your, with your time, with, your, um, with who you are and, and find somebody who, who's, who's similar in that sense. You know, who's also generous of spirit or who, who's willing to, to explore, um, you know, someone who, who you have things that you can share with, but also things that make you different. You know, the, 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 the spice of a relationship comes from the things that you don't share together, but the, the, the depth of a relationship comes from those similarities, from, from what you share together. And, 
when people are are looking for a relationship, you know, a lot of times um, they look very shallowly. And if you're in a shallow relationship, it's probably not going to be very healthy for you. And it's probably not going to last because there isn't depth. And that's what we have in our relationship. That's, but, that's part of our glue is we have depth. Yeah, because lots of relationships are, are actually uh, superficial. We will stay together for the kids, they stay for the money, and stupidity like that. You know, we, we don't have that at all. Any one of us can move out whenever they want, right? We are not stuck for anything at all. We are, we, we are together because we want to. We love one another. As simple as that. There's no... Uh, the thing is, like, people, when they look at us or when they look at uh, the LGBTQ uh, community, they are focused on sex only. But there's way fucking more than that. It's uh, like a caring, loving, understanding... And that's that's uh, the main thing. That's what why I don't get people. You know, it's like uh, it's like being racist and just looking at the color of somebody. It doesn't make any sense, right? So it's, for me, like what we have is so special. It's uh, out there and so like it should inspire people actually instead of judging. Yeah, like most of the time people, people people most of the time people judge instead of understanding or saying, "Wow, they are fucking amazing." Because they have love like I think you guys are amazing. And, and you guys have said so much that's like really valuable in the past two minutes. Like you mentioned, I think, Thierry, that like maybe we shouldn't assume that people who have multiple partners at the same time in a trial or a polyamorous yes. relationship have a harder time maintaining the relationship because it doesn't seem like that to me. You know, in your case, Thierry, you were saying that like your current triad is working much better than your monogamous relationship with your Absolutely. previous wife. So it's more about the right person like, to Tess's point who share your same values, who actually, you know, get um, steps out there to love and be generous with their love and also share very similar interests and, and values yeah. and, and really care about each other instead of the shallow you know, uh, characteristics about that person. Yeah. Anything that you would like to share from you as well, Sam, like what makes this work and how do you know that this will work? It all, it all has to start from a base. And usually the base starts with the friendships and connections. And from there, we can take it to the next level and next level and next level. You have to have that kind of, of, of uh, uh, friendship first. And uh, you have to be open. You have to be truthful to yourself. You have to be you have to be in position that you can uh, answer any question or say anything without uh, uh, without having any kind of uh, fear or any kind of of, of hesitation. And then I think uh, I think that will be a, a good base to start from. And then and then you can take it to the next stage and next stage and so forth. Got it. That makes sense. So it's like a connection, almost like a friendship. A clear connection with the other person, and you honesty. Share I think exactly honesty. What you feel. I think honesty because honesty, uh, even in couple, is not, is not, um, is not common, and that's why there's so many couple divorcing all the time. Honesty, even between friends, sometimes is not common. Sometimes I'm always very direct with my friend, and I. Because being being French, they think I'm, I'm rude, but they excuse that because I'm French. But I think you have to be honest with the people you love, right? And um, you know, it's like it's like seeing somebody who's uh, dressed like fucking an ass, and you, you, nobody tell him anything, and we go to a party, and everybody would make fun of him, right? But if you are a friend, you say no, you're dressed like an ass, so don't do that. It's that it's that kind of honesty that I think is very important. 
And that's this honesty that we have between us, you know. Even sometimes, but we do uh, try to Sam's, be tactful. We we do try yeah, to be tactful. Yeah, yeah, but some some say, because... say some say always say that I'm difficult. I'm difficult. I'm difficult. No, it's just like I, I, I say what, uh, what what I think the thing should be. Maybe I'm not always right. I don't say that, but uh, like you you have to at least um, give your opinion. So have you guys thought about putting any legal agreement to kind of strengthen or recognize the relationship? No, no I don't care. I don't have to be. I don't have to be recognized by people. It's, okay, it's... I don't need that kind of uh, thing. Now, before I get married, I was not. Even when I get married with my ex-wife, I didn't want to get married. I get married to come to Canada because it was easier to get the papers. I've never been for this document. I don't need to be recognized. I don't. That's uh, the list of the things that I want to. I don't need yeah, other I... opinion. There will be other opinion accepting me. I don't care if they accept me or not. Can be my family, my friend, or that. They have to. If they don't, fuck them. For me, that's what we have. That's what we share. We are happy like that. We don't hurt anybody. We're in love. Why should I have that recognized by somebody? I don't get it. For me, I really don't get that. I don't care. And are you not bothered by potentially if anything happens to any of you, you won't be able to uh, make decisions for the other person, like at least in a medical condition? Or- you don't need that for for that. Like if you if you want to talk about a medical condition, here we have power of attorney. We have yeah. medical power of attorney. You don't need to be I'm married to somebody to fill that. We we have wills. We're in each other's wills at this yeah. point, and you know if we. We wanted to, we, we could do other things, but um, I think our, we, we, we have all been very careful about who we allow into our friend circles um, and how close we even keep family. You know, if family is supportive, um, then we embrace them. But if they're not supportive, then we, you know, just keep them at a, at a healthy distance so that, you know, we, we can have as peaceful as a relationship as possible. Um, but I think all three of us really have embraced the, 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 the term of, um, other people's opinions are none of our business Yeah. and, and we don't need a piece of paper to tell us how we feel or no. to legitimize our relationship. We know what we have and, and to be fair, we're the only people who need to know what we have. That's a really good point. And I'd love to really kind of drill down a little bit deeper in that topic as well, because Unfortunately, I think a lot of our listeners live in countries where same-sex marriage is not legal and maybe in the next few decades, it still won't be. But then they still, you know, won't change their sexuality, won't change who they love. So that is the situation that they deal with. You mentioned that you, you guys have a will for each other already, have it? Yes. Yeah, uh, we, we're in each other's wills. And, and, and yes, Sam and I are married. Um, you know, I think... It was a it was important to Sam at the time. I I thought I would never get married again, um, but you know it was it was important to Sam, so we, we did it. Uh, I tried. I tried it, to it make sh- you know what I tried to make sure to book her forever, and she won't uh, she won't leave in one night. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, it, it, for sure, it does make certain things easier. Like Thierry said, you know, he got married because it made paperwork. You know, you know, um, our our world does for better or worse work in certain ways uh for paperwork and for for legal things and if if you can utilize that to make your life easier then go for it but if it's not available it's not going to stop you from loving somebody 
Um, you know, no law or piece of paper can dictate how you feel. You get not to only choose that. how you feel. Yeah, but not only that, like we have a very minority of people. I don't want the whole freaking thing done around us, you know, like there's few freaking people who are very special and weird. But I don't give a shit about that. There's way more problem in life, right? Save the rest of the problem on earth and then come back to us at the end. And maybe we'll see what we can do. That's what I say, right? I don't think it's very important for me that they accept that we are sweet together and we can be married together. Really, I don't give a shit about that. Fix the other problem first and then you can back to us at the very, very last of the, the things that need to be done. That's what I think. I'm very open. I love that. And people, I think, I think it's very open. You're not going to change people's opinion, um, what they think about us. Like, it's an age gap uh, between us. There's also, we are three there's lots of things here. And I don't, I'm not here to, to force that in people's throat, okay? They like it, they like it, they don't like it. I don't care. But I don't want to put that, force it to be a law, to be on paper, because that makes them hate us even more. That's what I think. Yeah, that's a really powerful message because we, we might live a life that may not be agreed by a lot of people around us. And unfortunately, sometimes that include people very close to us, like yeah, neighbors or, or family that you kind of are forced yeah. to stay with. And, yeah. and um, I've talked to quite a bunch of successful relationships and people in relationships. It seems like having that confidence in them really makes a difference so that you have the confidence to say no to people. You have the confidence, confidence to reject people's opinions or if they disagree with you you don't get hurt by them how do you guys develop that confidence in yourself so that you can stand firm uh in what you're doing well for me i'm sorry sam go for it it's called the thick skin (laughs) whatever they say we don't give a shit no for me i do i do for me it's a different story i do give a shit i have a very close friend I don't have close family anymore. My closest family is my brother in France. And he's, he doesn't care. He loves whatever I do. As long as I'm happy, he's okay. He's very open mind. He's a great guy. Uh, but I have friends. And, but uh, it's the same with my friends. See? You like it or you don't like it, it's just me. And people just realize who I am and who my friends are. And the very close friends, the people who understand me and who know me, they will stay and remain my friend. As simple as that. If they don't, too bad. You are not my friend to start with. You know, that's... For me, I don't need the the judgment and the thing. I don't give a shit about that. I'm very, very individual. I'm 63, right? Remember? It's not now that I'm going to start to worry about things like that. But most of my friends, all of them actually, remain my friend and support me in my in my life. And I think it's a, a little bit different even for me because, um, you know, like I said, my family is not really, they don't really know. And even if they did know, they wouldn't be on board because of their personal beliefs. Um, and I think if someone, if someone truly loves you, and uh, even if what you're doing may disagree with their personal beliefs, um, they should want you to be happy. And if you're happy and and you're enjoying your life, um, they don't have to necessarily come out and and accept or support you. Uh, but you know. It's kind of like that saying, if you don't have nothing nice to say, keep your mouth shut, right? Yeah. You, you don't have to go out of your way and say, oh, I disagree with your relationship. No, like, you know, don't have those people in your life. <laughs> if that, yeah. if they exactly. have to go out of their way to try to make you feel bad, 
they're they're not your people they're not your tribe and yeah. and there's eight billion people in the world trust me if the people you have in your circle right now are not supporting you are not trying to help you to have a better life in a healthy way then go find new people there's a lot out there and they you will find people to, to who, who who will support you you will find people to love you you will find people who who appreciate you for who you are you have to just be willing to go find them and i think i think and so we are very lucky like uh, because the people who judge you sometimes their life is shit and they are just bitter and they try to find uh, something wrong in the other people's life right but we are super lucky like we have a very open relation sam can do whatever i want this i can do whatever i want and i can do whatever i want and i tell you right now i never want to go with another woman than Tessa. As simple as that. It's like, she's my love. I love her. I know, I know how I feel with her. I really don't have a need to uh, to go and look around. And that's, I think that's uh, the, the best. That's a freaking amazing part. And she knows that. She's very caring. And she's very loving. And, and we have that with Sam. We, are, we have a very, very close relation with Sam. We can spend the night outside like guys and and finish that pool where we'll beat him eventually and then uh, and all that you know it's like it's a, such an amazing relation honestly uh, it's it's one of the better solutions you can have uh, we are very very happy with that we are fucking and that's why we kind of give a little uh, uh, experience or lesson like that is 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 kind of a pompous because we're just lucky to have what we have but i think that's you said fun. something really really important Kiri, that is um undervalued by most people in the world in, in order to make a relationship like this work i in my experience at least um and and to like some people always ask us don't you get jealous yeah jealousy does once in a while come up it's a normal human emotion uh but you deal with it right away you don't let it fester and yeah. and and part of part of jealousy can come from possessiveness and and we're not each other's property Even though yeah. we're in a relationship, we don't own each other. We don't have the right to dictate how each individual in this relationship lives their life. Now, we we are in a relationship because, like you, like I said earlier, we share certain values that that in part is what hold us together. But at the same time, we we recognize that, um, you know, freedom is something every human being wants to feel. And and that includes even in a relationship, you know, we, we have the freedom to, uh, to 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 go see other people if we want. But I'll tell you something. You know, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something because at the beginning when I was with Sam and Tessa, it was kind of uh, light, and uh, we were not so involved with one another. So I had some. I will see some other girl on the side and all that, and uh, I. I I could see at one point, because I always talk about it. When I meet Samantha, I will always talk about it, who I was met, you know? And there was, was this girl that I realized when I was explaining, I realized that, that Tessa was not happy when I was talking about this girl. And uh, it, it hurt me because I thought that I hurt Tessa and it hurt me. But we are not yet at the, at the relation that we are now, right? And a um, few months later, we went in France together with Tessa. Like Tessa can... I was going in France anyway because my family is over there, so I was going to see my family. And I was going to see my family, and Tessa kind of imposed herself on my trip. I said, okay. I wasn't sure because I didn't know Tessa much at the time. 
and I was thinking like it's just going to be annoying, you know, this woman. And we had an amazing trip. We had a freaking amazing trip. Tessa is a wonderful woman. People don't know. And even going through that, people will not know how amazing Tessa is. And when we came back, I think that's, that's it. I never went to see any other girl after that. Honestly. I think to put some context, though, TT, like, like we, we had been friends for years, um, kind of, but, but I wasn't as close with Thierry. Like, Sam, Sam and Thierry have had a bromance going on for many years. But Thierry and I were, were, were more superficial, like not superficial. Um, we, we, we didn't have the depth of our relationship at that point. We had just no. kind of, you know, we had sexually engaged the three yes. of us for several months uh, and, and Thierry, but we didn't have the love, the, the romantic love. We didn't yeah. have that in, our, in the yeah. beginning of our relationship. And so yeah. Thierry was kind of still seeing other women yeah. and... Um, and I, I was supportive of him seeing those women because I, I wanted him to, to, to do what he felt he needed. Uh, but at the same time, you know, when you, when you care about somebody, even if it's not romantic love, we still all really cared about each other. Uh, you, you want that person to be treated well. You want that person to be cared for like, like you would want to care for them. Uh, and so, um, and, and, and so, you know, we, that's why we, we always supported it. But it wasn't until Thierry and I went to France together that we developed this romantic side of our relationship yes. yeah. that had been missing before. Yeah. And after France, we really realized that not only did we have this love of each other as friends, yeah. but there was also a romantic love. Yeah. And, and once the romantic love came on board, that's when it really solidified. But I, as, I really as, think, as, I really think, triad. yeah. I, I th but you're right, and I think that was very important for a throuple, because like we have going full circle. That means uh, Sam is like that already with you, but I was not. And when I reached that, it was like we are the full round full circle with a throuple, and that's what makes us like more relaxed, more really, more really love, more uh, confident. Got it. And how did Sam think about that initially? Because I know, Sam, you were interested in having sex with like two women and the threesome. But did you think about having a triad at the time? Because Thierry has clearly mentioned how much love he had for Tessa and then the romantic relationship developed over the trip. But then how did Sam feel about that initially when that wasn't official that it was a triad? Well, everything, everything you need to... Uh... As a baby, you need to, to sit before you stand. You need to, to stand before you walk. There's always steps in, 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 in anything, in any relation, in any, in, in any kind of event. And the, that's how it went. Went with the step and uh, with, the, with the steps. And uh, it grew uh, from there. And, and it uh, took time. And, uh, and we can talk about anything. We can discuss any subject. There's no issue. There is no uh fear or there is uh, i don't have to explain it but it's 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 um it feels it feels uh it feels good to have all this kind of uh, love around got it so it was really coming from uh, a place of love and trust and then allowing that person to be happy and then being who she is and then allowing her to explore different things absolutely i know it's, it's all so, I thought, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's not just Tessa. It's all of us being happy where we are, all right? Uh, some like to be happy. Uh, Tessa like to be happy. I like to be happy. It doesn't always match. 
and sometimes there's a little uh, uh, thing that tension. Uh, yeah, but that's what we want. That's what we're aiming for. That's what we're aiming for. Some little buy. I'm not. So it's, sometimes it's like you know we have to work around that. But also, you want the pleasure of your partner, right? So that's how it yeah. it is. You know, it's like uh, you, you like if you are if you really love people, if you consider people you are with. You do the little extra step. You do the little uh, uh, thing that, uh, because when you, when you know your partner is happy, you are happy too. That's because I think between the three of us, we share something that's very amazing. It's generosity. And we're all very generous people. And, right. and I think, on, you know, when we talked about communication and generosity um, in our relationship, we have a, a, a huge degree of transparency. Um, and, and, part of the key of that transparency and that communication and why we're able to make it work is because we've, we've worked really hard to not bring judgment into those things. So, you know, even if something is difficult, like having a try and being successful with it, you, you've got to get good at having difficult conversations, which most relationships try to avoid. And you really can't do that when you have more people in your relationship, you have more emotions, you have more, you know, different personalities and you've really got to be able to come to almost like a trust circle. Like we have a trust circle that we can come to each other and say, listen, I, I need to talk about this. And we're, we're going to try and, and not bring judgment in as best as we can. And we're going to try to have as clear of communication as we can and believe that you know, nobody is coming to try to hurt one another. Yeah, sometimes feelings do get hurt, but we know that that's not the intention. The intention is is to try to figure things out and and to do that in as tactful a way as, as we are capable and that we're all doing our best to figure this out as we can. And if we kind of just keep that in our mind when we're communicating, it's made it a lot easier for us to talk about things that most people struggle to. But the thing is also like uh, I would say that the thing is also like uh, Tessa is really the the center, the nucleus of our relation uh, between the three of us, and uh, she uh, she's uh, so uh, caring, understanding, smart, beautiful, loving, and she shared that with the, the three of us. So, so this, I think she's really, I don't think this relation will be possible with any other woman, actually. And that's the thing, right? That's, that's why I say it's not for anybody because in the trouble, you at least, at least, you need at least one. And usually the woman, especially if it's two guys and one woman, the woman have to be an amazing, loving, sharing, caring person. And that's what we have with Tessa. So that's why we are so lucky to be two, three together. She That's has amazing. to be the glue of the relation. That's yeah, she is definitely. She is definitely the glue of the relation. She is the Absolutely. one who, who is Absolutely. in between everyone. She's she's the kind. Uh, she's yeah. the kind person in this uh, in this relation, and that's why this relation is uh, successful. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I would not say, I would not see this relation working with anybody else. Nobody that I know for sure. <laughs> amazing. I know we have touched upon so many tips over here. We talked about yeah. like generosity, communication, trust, and having difficult yeah. conversations, finding the right person that aligns with your values and interests. And we can like talk about it for hours. But 
unfortunately we are at time is there any yeah. final thoughts that you would share with people in the lgbtq community who are looking to start and yeah. maintain yeah, a long-term will, relationship absolutely. maybe in say- like one one or two sentences each okay. i can get my sentence now i would say um, love without judgment and when i say without judgment is out judgment of people who don't understand you also because it's very difficult when you're from the outside just give love just give love and be generous and you're fucking amazing that's my statement honesty and being true to yourself that's that's the best thing on how to move in relations love it tessa yeah i i echo you know both what sam and, and Thierry said um you're the biggest bottleneck to any relationship um you know you have to believe in yourself and that you're worth love and that you're enough and that you don't have to justify who you are or how you feel um to to get that love so if you haven't found someone yet don't give up if it takes you to the rest of your life to find somebody don't give up because once you do all that time before it doesn't matter um you know so so if if you're listening and you haven't yet found somebody to share your life with that accepts you for who you are keep looking don't give don't up for, hey, and but don't love for, yourself don't for, i agree with you Tessa, but don't forget to be generous don't be so selfish yes. that people have to bring you everything in your life give a lot and you receive it in, in uh, accordingly yeah that's a really powerful message don't give up if you haven't found the right person yet well we can see from here that theory was in a relationship and ex-marriage for 30 years but then eventually he found his love of the life in his late 50s so clearly you know you know it's gonna come it's gonna come if there's um if our listeners want to find out more about you guys and want to follow you where can they go uh, we're on Instagram. You can find us under Divergent Poly Love, uh, and you can um, email us at divergentpolylove at gmail.com. That's incredible. Just want, I just Thank want to say, so- I, I just want to say one more thing uh, about this. Uh, you know, the, the people. No, I, just, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, but the thing, the, you know, because I know for a fact, I don't take care of this Instagram. I don't think, but there's lots of weirdos coming, right? Lots of weirdos are just about sex. Love is not about sex. Love is about really being generous and caring for other people. Sex come after that. And you only sex if you love and care for people. Don't be a weirdo. That's what I would like to say. Amazing. Well, that's a really good uh, PS uh, message to come in the end. I definitely don't blame you for that. But thank you so much for joining us today. Loads of really good messages. And uh, have a great year. Hey, you too. Take care. You thank too. You very much. Take Happy care. 2022. Thank you. Take care. Thank Take you. Care. Bye. And that was it. What an amazing story. Often people judge what they are not familiar with instead of trying to understand and learn more about it. And polyamorous relationships are one of those things. Tessa herself describes how surprised she initially was that normal people, so to speak, were attending the fetish party and how she realized that other sexual preferences don't make someone abnormal. The fact that the triad do not have anything tying them together other than their love for each other is so inspiring. 
Many couples, especially heterosexual ones, stay together despite major differences and difficulties because they are tied together by children, mortgages, and so on. But Sam, Tessa, and Terry have a deep connection that is built on very open communication and shared values, which are hugely important in any relationship. A lot of their learning can also be applied to LGBTQ people in different situations. In dealing with family, the concept of keeping a healthy distance can be very important if you want to maintain a peaceful relationship of your family. If they happen to be more conservative and are less accepting to your sexuality, but also not let their disapproval bring you down. There are billions of people around the world, and even if your family is not able to give you the support you need, you will definitely be able to find other people who will. Although there is often a perception that polyamorous people have a harder time maintaining relationships, it was interesting to hear that Terry finds it much easier to navigate the triad relationship than his previous monogamous marriage. The story truly reflects the fact that. The form of a relationship takes does not matter as much as having love and trust based on shared values and open and honest communication. This is very important because many LGBTQ relationships struggle with issues around monogamy and infidelity and not knowing how to address these. It's also true that many LGBTQ people around the world face judgment and discrimination, especially when they want to be open about their relationships. I love how Tessa says that other people's opinions are none of their business, and that they don't need a piece of paper to legitimize their relationship. Rather than worrying about what other people think, it's important to stay true to yourselves and surround yourselves with people who truly care about you and want you to be happy. What else did you take away from this interview? Let me know what you think on the Instagram post for this episode. Our Instagram handle is rainbowpajamas underscore. Also, don't forget to share this episode with someone you care about who can benefit from the show. Hey, you! Are you miserable in your love life? Just kidding. If you do know someone in the LGBTQ community whose love life has been in lockdown for a long time and are looking for a reopening, please share this podcast with them. If this podcast has made you laugh, think, or oddly turned you on, please leave a positive review to help more people discover the show. You know. To turn more people on, and don't forget to subscribe to get the latest goodness. And if you know anyone we should interview in the show, please email rainbowpajamascrew at gmail dot com. That's c r e w at gmail dot com, or send us a message on Instagram. Our handle is rainbowpajamas underscore. We're always looking for people in this diverse community who are in various types of intimate relationships or at different stages of their lives. Okay, that's it for today. This is Rainbow Pajamas. Hey, it's pajamas with an A, not Y.